Good morning and welcome to church. Thank you for joining us this morning. Um, such a privilege to be together as, um, as Church of Christ in this way. It's Christmas time. I hope your preparations are running smoothly. I hope the lights are on, the trees are up. I hope the decorations are hanging. Um, it's that time of the year where we prepare ourselves for Christmas. And to a certain extent, is there much deeper meaning in that as well? As, as Church of Christ, we know that Christ is coming. We call this time of the year Advent, the time of the year that we prepare our hearts and our minds, our, our homes, our hearts for the promises um, that God made true when Jesus came to earth. Um, share with me in the next uh, four weeks um, this journey. We're going to talk about promises God made and the way it is celebrated with praise um, throughout Luke 1, when Jesus worked in the lives of Zechariah and Elizabeth and Joseph and Mary. But before we, we um, share something today, let's bow our heads in prayer. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that we can come together like this. Thank you for your love and thank you for your mercy. Thank you that we may prepare our hearts, our homes, our lives for Christmas. And that we can prepare ourselves for your coming. For you that, that was in heaven and came down to earth to be among us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that we know that there is promises that you made, promises that you kept. Thank you that we can know that you're going to keep your word. Um, you know where we are. You know where what happened in our lives last couple of days, weeks, months, years. You know what we need. You know what we prayed for. You know everything that's going on in our lives. And if we come this morning, it's with this hope that you will make a difference through all of it that's happening at this stage. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. <clears throat> Interesting what an impact announcements had on our lives throughout the last 18 months. It determined where we may be, where we may go. It determined what we may do, who we were allowed to see, what we were allowed to do. To a certain extent, it determined the whole direction of our lives. Um, it altered our future. Uh, and a lot of our well-developed plans, we had to change. We had to throw out um, and a lot of it left us disillusioned, left, uh, left us sad and disappointed. Um, and it forced us to make new plans. Or like in the case of um, Zachariah and Elizabeth, to just abandon the plans and just go on with what we've got. I know the announcements regarding lockdowns, regarding travel restrictions, had an impact on all of us. I don't know how it impacted you. But I know my life changed. I know there's a lot of people in our church that were heavily impacted, who planned to go into South Africa, who planned to see family and friends for the first time in, in over two years. So it was really a disappointment for each one of them. 
Let's look at the story of Zechariah and Elizabeth. It's interesting how our scripture always takes us back to life, always challenges us with things that's happening in our life as well. Sometimes things happen and we think, wow, we're the first people that this happened to. And then when we take scripture and read it and, and, and study it, we realize, but yeah, there's other people that went through the same kind of things. So let's read something about that. Luke chapter 1, verse 5. <clears throat> In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah, who belonged to the priestly division of Abiah. His wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive. And they were both well advanced in years. Once when Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving a priest before God, he was chosen by Lot, according to the custom of a priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn essence. And when the time for the burning of essence came, all the assembled worshippers were praying outside. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zacharias saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He's never to take wine or fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. Many of the people of Israel will be he bring back to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah, to turn the hearts of the parents to the children and to disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah asked the angel, How can I be sure of this? I'm an old man, and my wife is well on in years. The angel said to him, I'm Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I've been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not be able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at the appointed time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondering why he stayed so long in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak to them. They realized he had seen a vision in the temple, for he kept making signs to them, but remained unable to speak. When his time of service was completed, he returned home. After this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. The Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days, he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. It seems as if Zechariah and Elizabeth stopped praying for kids. It seemed as if they actually just accepted their faith that they will never have children. They were both old people. And I think everyone, everyone realized that if you reach a certain age, that the idea of having children is, is something that you put off forever. In those, in those days, having kids was seen as a blessing of the Lord. 
even today we sometimes see it like that and and it creates a big big crisis of faith for people who don't have children who really want children and they, they, they almost feel like Zachariah and Elizabeth but why why didn't it happen they prayed for it and God didn't answer them and what did they do wrong to a certain extent it happens to all of us that there's things we pray about things that we really think is important in our lives things that will make a big difference which didn't happen which prayers that the Lord didn't answer and 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 more often than not we stop praying about these things I don't know what's the things in your life that you stop praying about things that you settled with and decided this is what it is what's the things in your life that you accepted it's not going to happen We read in scripture that both Zechariah and Elizabeth were devoted people. They, they came from a good historical background. The houses they come from are, are religious houses. It's even mentioned one of the only places in the Bible where a woman's uh, um, uh, house where she comes from is mentioned. Which, which gives us another indication that both these people are good, upstanding, church-going people that was fully devoted to God and still their life wasn't easier still things didn't work out for them as they planned and that creates, creates a crisis of faith because why why wouldn't the Lord give them something that they really want why why isn't things working out a lot of other people have kids why can't they have kids and all these difficult questions on page one of the New Testament. Um, first page is even before Jesus' birth, things people struggle with. To make it even worse, um, if you look again at verse 5, it says, In the time of Herod, king of Judea, that was a very dangerous time in Israel. Because Herod was kind of a crazy king. Was someone who ruled by decree when, when he felt... When he felt that his king, uh, kingship was challenged, he will just kill people. He killed his family, his brother-in-law, his, from his wives he killed. He was even responsible for the killing of babies in Bethlehem after the birth of Jesus. So a kind of a cruel, a cruel man, a, a kind of a man that you never cross paths with. Hope you never cross paths with. So it's in this difficult time in history, with this difficult issues they struggle in their own life, that something new happened um, and it starts with two childless old people um, Zachariah uh, if you look at his name his name means the Lord will remember he will not forget me the name Elizabeth means my God is faithful how amazing for these two people to have such amazing names that remind them every time of God that's faithful. God that will remember me. Even, even in the, their deepest despair, even when their life didn't work out the way they wanted it to be, they will always be remembered, reminded. God is faithful. God will remember you. So this promises that God will provide we're with them every day of their lives. 
And then so it happened that Zechariah had the opportunity. Um, if, if, if we look at verse 8, Zechariah had the opportunity to um, go into the temple of the Lord and burn essence, incense, burn incense. It, it maybe can happen once in a priest's life that he's chosen for that. Um, Zechariah was chosen. And, and incense was kind of a thing they used in those times to bring, to, to, to bring glory to God. To, to come and say that, Lord, we are in your hands. Um, we are dependent upon you. There's nothing we can do on our own. And you're so good for us. That's why we burn this nice smelling incense. So it was... It was this, this uh, thing they did because they believed they in the presence of God. God is there, so bring him all the glory. And what happened outside? The whole, the whole um, congregation will stand outside of the temple because the priest will go into the most holy and only he will allow to go in there. So the, the, the rest of the congregation will stand outside. And the moment they see the, the smoke from the incense rising, they will bow down in prayer and put their hands out and in quiet quiet meditation they will pray towards the lord it's this deep this deep moment in their in their church life this moment where they bring god the glory in silence they will sit like this and then suddenly something happened unplanned the angel of the lord came and it's interesting that even in this deep religious spiritual moment that that they experienced that Zechariah would have experienced, he didn't expect God to show up. He didn't expect to see an angel of the Lord because we read that, that he was afraid, he was scared. And the first thing the, the angel promised the first announcement the angel made in, in verse 13 was, But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Elijah. Do not be afraid. Ah, Zechariah, do not be afraid. Um, your prayer has been heard. Your wife will have a son. Wow. How amazing is that? How amazing would it be if an angel of the Lord appeared next to us and Tells us all the prayers that you made. God heard it. He didn't forget it. He's granting it. He's granting your deepest heart's wish um, for you. And the sad part is. Zechariah didn't believe it. How, how sad is that? He's looking for more proof. So how do I know? I'm an old man. This, the sad part is he's busy with this. This deep spiritual moment in his religion, when he's offering incense, where he is representing his, the whole congregation, where he's supposed to be in this close contact with God. And he doubt when God shows up. What will happen if God shows up now? What's going to happen in your life? Well, Zacharias' uh, only defense was, I'm an old man. 
I've been through life, experienced a lot of things. A lot of things in my life is past. I'm an old man, married to an old woman. What's the chance? And then the angel said something that's very important. He said, um, <clears throat> if we, uh, sorry, if we look at verse 18, 18, Zechariah asked the angel, how can it be sure? I'm an old man. The angel said to him, I'm Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. I'm God's angel. I'm God's representative. I'm standing here in the name of the God that makes promises come true. That has the power to make promises come true. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how sad, how young, how clever, how stupid, how rich, how poor you are. It doesn't matter. I'm Gabriel. I'm God's messenger. And he gives Zechariah a sign. You ask for a sign, here it is. Um, if we look at it again, he, he, he say, um, verse 19, the angel said to him, I'm Gabriel, I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news, and now you will be silent, unable to speak until the day is born. Unable to speak. Now think yourself in. You've, they've got this, you've got this amazing spiritual experience of the whole congregation standing on their knees, hands up, waiting for the priest to come out and bless them. And then Zechariah comes out and he can't say a word. Try to, try to soak people with, with, with moves he made, something happened, couldn't say a word. Think of that anticlimax. The irony of that. That here's someone, here's people busy with church and then the Lord showed up and they wasn't prepared for it. Scary to think maybe we can be busy with religion, with church. Not expecting God to show up. And even if he show up, we miss him. We've got all new uh, prerequisites for him to work. I'm an old man. I'm English. I'm Afrikaans. I'm, I'm too far from church. I struggle to get there. I'm too busy. My, uh, all kind of excuses we've got. And we're going to miss out on the blessing because of that. What's your excuses? What's the reason why you don't open your eyes to see how God works? What's the reason you're missing Him? What, what, what do you have to change in your life? How, how, how do you need to open your heart and your mind and your eyes to see God working? Because that's Christmas. Christmas is the celebration of God coming to earth. God coming to live as a human being among us. Every Christmas tree we put up, every light we, we switch on, every, every um, decoration we, we, we have must tell us that Jesus is coming. Must tell us that we live in the presence of God, that God showed up. Are you ready? The promises. We see something of what the Lord planned in the promises he made about John. Um, let's look again at that. Verse 18. Um, uh, sorry. Um, verse 14, verse 13. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son. And you are to call him John. The name John means 
um, a gift from God. It's interesting. He doesn't tell Zechariah that his son's name will be something because he earned it, deserved it, were good enough. He said it's a gift. Yes, our kids are gifts from God. Um, John specifically was was uh, uh, meant a gift of God. You don't deserve it. It's not because you're good enough or not good enough. It's a gift. Isn't that what we do at Christmas time? We give gifts. Not because people deserve it. Because our kids, our parents, because we love people. Because we care about them. Um, he goes on in verse of, um, 14. He says, He will be a joy and delight to you. And many will rejoice because of his birth. In a time, in a sad time, when we had all kind of plans to, to celebrate Christmas differently, maybe with friends in South Africa, maybe coming, going to your family for the first time in, in, in such a long, in, in, in such a long lockdown. We, we plan to go there and we can't. Um, but the promise of Christmas is that it will be, bring you joy and delight and you can rejoice because Jesus came. Uh, interesting thing he says in verse 15, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. That's the most important thing we can be. Is who are we in the sight of the Lord? What does he see in you and me? What does he see in our hearts and our minds? And the way we think about world, think about life, treat people, the way we act, the way we are. How are we in the sight of the Lord? He came to earth. We celebrate Christmas to change that. To see through the Lord's eyes. The 16, he says, Many of the people of Israel will be bringing back to the Lord their God. And he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Have you ever thought that Christmas may be the time where relationships can be repaired? Relationships in your family, in your friend group, your relationship with the Lord. What a chance. What a chance to celebrate that. What a chance to, to renew that. So, so that's kind of my challenge. That's kind of my challenge at this time that, that we can we can celebrate new relationships at Christmas. And that's my prayer. That you will not stop praying. Not stop asking. That you will not give up. Even if you're sad and disappointed. If things didn't work out. If you had to make new plans. Expect the Lord to answer your prayers. Expect the Lord to show up. And may Christmas be the story of the promise maker who is the promise keeper in your life. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for Christmas, which reminds us of your love, of your presence, of the way you want to change our lives, the way you came to earth to renew our relationships to give us new options, to answer our prayers, to be with us. May we celebrate that 
this time of the year. Amen. We have opportunity to bring our offerings. You've got all the information down below. Thank you for your continuous contributions. The strange story about Zechariah ended on a kind of a strange note because the people stood there and <laughs> without a blessing. Because the blessing is a promise that God's still working. It's not yet finished. May the Lord bless you, keep you. May He shine His countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.